Hello, everyone. This is Adam Meister, the Bitcoin Meister, the Disrupt Meister. Welcome to the Elite Bitcoin Holder Show. Today is April the 29th, 2021. Strong hand, long-term thinking. Bitcoin is the next Bitcoin. Be a unique beast. Conviction. Fitting in is overrated. Offended by selling. All right, guys, I'm giving you audio people a special show. Uh, you're only going to be able to hear this uh, on my podcast, audio podcast only. And right now I am live on Clubhouse. And I just want to tell you guys, <clears throat> subscribe to me on Clubhouse. I'm Bitcoin Meister on there. And I just, <clears throat> excuse me, it's early in the morning here, as you can tell. And uh, yeah, I'm in motion. I'm doing a random show. It's pouring rain out there. So uh Pound that like button or write a nice comment on the uh, podcast reviews, whatever you do here. But I just posted a show on my backup channel, and it's linked to below. It was it was a six-minute show of me at the, the National Predators game on Tuesday night. I got I received free four free tickets. And uh, you, you can see me talking about Bitcoin and beyond Bitcoin subjects there. It's linked to below. I did a premiere this morning and so few people watched. I mean, it's just amazing what algorithm slaves there are. You, you tweet it out there. People don't read your tweets. You put it on LinkedIn. Um, and the only way people watch your show on YouTube, it's live. It's pretty pitiful, but only if they get a reminder by YouTube. And YouTube does not give that many reminders. Um, we already know that game. And I don't, de I don't depend on that. But it's just my commentary on the mindlessness of, uh, of people today uh, in terms of social media. They complain and complain about YouTube and Twitter and this and that, but they worship it. They let, they let their, uh, those, those platforms do the thinking for them. They outsource their freaking brains to those social media giants that they complain about. So it's um, – I, I find it frustrating, as, as most of you can tell, because I've talked about this many times. And I, I have to you know dig deep down, and we're going to get to topics in a second. This is all impromptu stuff, dudes. I have stuff written down on scraps of paper on my table here. And I'm just going to randomly cover the stuff that's on scraps of paper here. And maybe someone here on Clubhouse will chime in. I don't know how people in Clubhouse even find out about you, okay? So this is an experiment, a Clubhouse experiment. I'm always trying new things. And, of course, this is just a regular elite podcast show. So bear with me, elite people. I know I know, not everybody likes the rambling and stuff, but this is – you're getting it straight from my brain, okay, uh, and straight from my gut. But, you know, why does <laughs> – why does it frustrate me that other people are algorithm slaves and, you know – I think there's a disappointment when you when you make a creation out there like this, a special creation. As I think all my creations are special, and so should you. If you're not going to, you know, if you're going to create something, you know, try to make it awesome, and that, that's that's a great way about living. And I try to make every day special, and everything I do special and different, and, and a unique beast. I, it's not just the same, be a unique beast. But I make a, a different video. I'm I'm at a, a Nashville freaking Predators game. Uh, I hadn't been in a sporting event since 2014. I talk about Bitcoin there. It's funny. It's different. And then you get, I mean, there's no, no, no interest in it. Um, 
that's that's a, a, a you know because what I mean people are going to say Adam do you need the money no I don't need the money first of all it's it's on my backup channel so it's not even monetized and I I should consider that you know when I'm when I'm complaining about the algorithm slaves out there I mean most of you know because of Bitcoin um, I don't need money <laughs> and um, so wh why am I disappointed and uh, it's uh, you know. Uh, I, I it it's it, there's a part of me that you know is realizing the point in my life of being this creator of Bitcoin content has probably passed by, um, and that there are many times like right now where I'm just trying to do something new to kind of liven it up some, and if I, if I, if it doesn't get different soon. If everyone continues to be an algorithm slave and the only reason people watch my videos is because YouTube delivers it to them, decides to deliver it to them based on a keyword, um, I'm just going to have to stop doing it. I mean, there's no point. I enjoy doing other things in life. I love running. I love working out. I love cooking. Uh, I love traveling. I love walking around new cities and, and, and seeing Nashville. And it's I really enjoy my time here in Nashville. So this and i am trying new things i mean i'm on tiktok and the tiktok videos uh, those are so can be so mindless because they're 15 second videos and, and you know but but the last one i did and you got to give coinbeast credit on that they wanted me to do an educational video about how to send bitcoin and i told people how to send bitcoin from coinbase to their uh, to their trezor and ledger and there were so many people that are like why shouldn't i keep it at coinbase uh, what's what's wrong with coinbase and it, it became a popular video only because most people out there are clueless that they they don't understand the aspects of controlling their private key so on on one level i'm happy the video did well i'm, I'm happy it opened some people's eyes but man it's it's just uh it, it's an eye-opener to me personally just to see some of the ignorant comments and the ignorance out there and should i <laughs> Should I be spending my time? What should I be spending my time doing in life, really? And I, I do enjoy the people in this space, and that's why I'm so excited about going to Miami and hanging with everybody um, at the event on, on June 4th and 5th. Um, but anyway, I'm getting a little bit off my chest here. And uh, you know, there, there's oftentimes I'm just, why, why do I do any of this show? And, you know, and I have to admit, I'm a person who has, uh, you know, many habits. I think you guys can tell that. I like to, I like to be disciplined on myself. Uh, you know, I only eat uh, at a certain time. I only <clears throat> eat certain things, and you know, I have a system. And my system, for the last, uh, definitely since 2016, has incorporated a, a tremendous social media presence. Just a tremendous social media presence, and I, I built it up really nicely. And, you know, back in 2016, my Bitcoin wasn't worth very much. So, you know, it was it was a side gig. It was legitimate. It was, uh, you know, something I thought maybe it, it could be bigger and I could, I could get X amount of dollars. And then once the Bitcoin did great, it, it was, you know, it was a hobby, something I enjoyed. But now I don't need the money and I don't enjoy it. <laughs> I don't enjoy it on many days. So, you know, you guys know I don't do as many shows anymore. And, and that was a first step. And I've always said on November 20th of this year, I was going to really tone it down some, but maybe I'll just stop it on November 20th. Totally. I don't know. I'm really looking for, I, I, I had faith. I, well, not faith. I had hope in this 
this platform here, this uh, clubhouse platform. And here I am, and no one is, is going into the clubhouse room. Now, did I promote it correctly? Is there an algorithm on clubhouse? Also, I only have like 19 followers there or something. I'm new there. So follow me on there. Maybe only my followers get notified or certain ones get notified. And by the way, the clubhouse rooms that I have been in have been cluster Fs. Okay. I'm not going to use the word, but a bunch of people yelling and people, it seems like everyone's drinking beer and just a bunch of guys hanging out at a fraternity party. And, uh, you know, I'm going to make mine very unique. I'm going to make it like this. I, I want people asking questions and, you know, going from one random topic to another, tying in Bitcoin to the national predators or to the Baltimore Orioles. I can do, you know, I can, you know, you bring up a Bitcoin topic, I can just talk and talk and talk about it. And that's what I'm going to do right now. Um, and just, you know, I, I got all my, I wrote this down yesterday. Um, and I think I thought of this idea when I was brushing my teeth. That Bitcoin is a two-dimensional coin, okay? And that you've got all these three-dimensional altcoins out there. And what, what I mean, and there are some coins that on a certain level try to be two-dimensional. Dogecoin. Bcash, uh, BSV. Uh, when, when I, what I mean by a three-dimensional coin is something like Ethereum. You know, you could you could build all these. Uh, it's a computer for the world, a supercomputer for the world. Build all these apps on top of it. Whatever, whatever you want to call with it, what they built on top of it. Uh, the NFT stuff, the uh, the, the DeFi. I mean, I, I and I, I really think the Uniswap thing that they built on top of it's really cool. But in the cryptocurrency world, in the cryptocurrency universe, there can only be one base layer coin, one base layer two-dimensional coin that is just the, the pure it, – it, the dimensions that it, it's measured in – well, maybe it's one oh, – I can only think of one dimension. Maybe we're talking about 1D and 2D here, but I call it 2D and 3D. So the one dimension in Bitcoin is uh, is money. That That's, that's really – it is. Every – Every aspect of money, you know, preserving your wealth, moving money, unconfiscatable money. It's just money. It's boring to all the 80 percenters out there in uh, TikTok land, okay? But it's something that's necessary in cryptocurrency, and no other coin can be it. Dogecoin can try to kind of be uh, – what else is Dogecoin? They don't have a, a, another dimension to it. Uh, Bcash has built different things on top of it, they're, but they're really just trying to be money also. Uh, and then you've got all these other gimmick coins. And do you really need three dimensions or two dimensions? That, that's a big argument out there. And Bitcoin doesn't have to worry about that argument. It's it's one dimensional, two dimensional, whatever. You, the dimension that it focuses on is uh, is, is purely money. Maybe there are two uh, financial dimensions. Hey, I didn't think this out very well beforehand. I just I wrote it down. All right, dudes. So maybe it's one D versus two D. But there's no there's no shame in that game. Uh, being the base layer of all cryptocurrency, but there can only be one. There can be only one that just focuses on all the others are going to have to come up with gimmicks and another dimension that we have not thought of. So, and Ethereum is oranges to Bitcoin's apples. All right. They are, they are different things. It's a two, it's got different dimensions to it that I don't even fully understand, I guess, Ethereum. And, uh, and many people say are completely not necessary. And you, you've got all these other coins with their privacy dimensions and, all sorts of other gimmicks and let them have it, let them have it. But, and just remember if you ever have a weekend, the Bitcoin has got that one dimension, the only one that really counts that holds the whole thing together. If Bitcoin fell, fell apart and disappeared, there would be no more cryptocurrency uh, because it's, uh, that's what this all wealth transfer, money transfer. That is what this all 
all built upon it. If there wasn't money and value behind all this, it wouldn't be anything. It wouldn't be anything. All right. So let's see what else is written down randomly here. Oh, yeah. When you don't think for yourself, you know, I believe in free will, okay? There are a lot of people that don't. I believe in free will. But I also believe in something else, that if you stop thinking, if you stop using your brain, you have freely chosen to, to give up your free will, all right? And we see that so much today in this world of abundance. And it's what I was saying before with the algorithms and everything. Most people out there have decided they don't need to think anymore. They've outsourced their thinking. And thus, they no longer have free will on a certain level. If you don't use your brain, the, your brain is the tool that gives you the free will, okay? The animals of the world, they don't have brains like ours, all right? It's all on instinct, okay? They're all they're, they're, they're animals. They eat each other. They, they, they do horrible things to each other. And it's, it's amazing. When people give up their free will, they, they start to uh, you know, appear like animals. <laughs> it's, it's disgraceful. There is quite a lot of animalistic behavior in the, in the human uh, world today because they, have, they don't think anymore. They don't, do, they, they don't use their brains. And thank God, most people now, because we live in a world of abundance, where they don't use their brain anymore, they just become algorithm slaves, okay? They don't, but now the algorithm is telling people out there to loot and riot. It, uh, well, I don't think it's directly telling, well, some, some algorithms are telling people to do that, I guess. And, and looting and riot, rioting, by the way, it's animalistic. <laughs> and you're not using your brain when you're doing that. But I just uh, wanted to give everyone out there that believes in free will, uh, and just that aspect of free will, that you don't have to have your free will turned on when you're not in life, okay? You can easily opt out of free will. Pound that freaking like button. And in the world of 80 percenters and 20 percenters, there's definitely a scale of a free will, uh, free will usage. The 20 percenters are much more likely uh, because they are productive. Uh, they produce 80% of what's out there. They're probably using their brains a lot more often than the 80 percenters. Thus, they're using their free will. Uh, they've got their free will turned on, you know, 90% of the time. You know, not a, there are some times when we stop thinking, unfortunately, and then we, we, we lose our free will at that point when, when you no longer think. But that's why I encourage everyone to not be an algorithm slave. Do your own searches. Don't, 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 you know, don't watch what YouTube tells you to watch. You, you look it up. You look up Adam Meister. You look up Adam Meister and Bitcoin Meister here on, uh, here on Clubhouse, which no one is, no one is doing right now. All right. <laughs> I don't know. I, I really want to get a Clubhouse. You know, when I did it on my other show on Monday, I did the same thing when I, when I did my show live on the Bitcoin Meister channel. And a couple people did come in the room and I talked to a guy there and he was a great guy. I, I recognized him from Twitter. And, uh, you, you know, it, this is the funny thing on, uh, you know, I, I, I do this Coinbeast Connect thing and you have to pay $200 an hour to talk to me on Coinbeast Connect or, I mean, they're, they're on Coinbeast again and go to coinbeast.com slash connect or coinbeast.com. They're really trying to educate people over there. Or, I mean, you've got these opportunities and, and you know, who knows what if you, if you pay, you know, I, I've been doing a consultation with people. And I, I, you know, I, I get Bitcoin from them and it's, it's not cheap. It's over, obviously over $200 an hour or, if, and, and the people who complained about it, or, I mean, you can actually think and find times 
when you could just ask me questions for free, like like now. I, I would be happy to talk to anybody on Club. If someone jumped on Clubhouse right this second, I would answer any questions they have, which would usually cost them over two hundred dollars. Or when I'm doing a live show, sometimes people, you know, they send five dollars, fifty dollars, twenty dollars, which I appreciate. But sometimes people just type in Bitcoin Meister. I ask the answer the question for free. It's, it's fine. Um, but people don't people don't take advantage of the opportunities. It's it's just uh, and you could be a poor person and learn a lot out there. All right, and ask guys like me free questions. The opportunities come out there. In life, there's so much that you can get for free. Just like I got those $110 Nashville Predator tickets. Uh, link link to below there that that video. Yes, they they were $110. A piece, but I got them for free, and I couldn't get anyone else to go to the game. Although I only had like less than 24 hours to round up people in a city that I don't know, uh, that I don't know anyone in. I, I do know the guys at Bitcoin Magazine, but they were very busy. And Brandon will be on the show at uh, 2 p.m. Uh, Eastern time on Friday. Is this week in Bitcoin? By the way, this week in Bitcoin. Uh, and yeah, retweet the twi the Predator show. Uh, retweet this, I guess. Retweet the, you know, spread the word. Um, because I need some incentive to do these shows still, dudes. I, I need some. I like, you know, the feedback, the interaction with the people is positive feedback. I love the interaction. I love the interaction of, of uh, the intelligent interaction of social media, the community, the Bitcoin. And maybe and maybe I'm, I'm solving my own problem right right now. Why I do this is I do. I enjoy meeting people from all over the world in person through traveling. But through through this, through what I've been doing. Uh, since 2013, when I made my first video on YouTube, uh, my first Bitcoin video on YouTube, um, I, I enjoy doing this too. So when the enjoyment goes away, when the interaction goes away, and the interaction goes away when algorithm slaves don't watch your videos and don't uh, go to Clubhouse and don't don't retweet your stuff. Um, yeah, I mean, I'm human. I love, I, I appreciate interaction. And when you're desiring interaction and you're not getting that interaction it can be uh, disappointing so there you go i saw my own problem right there uh if you don't follow the herd then you can walk around it to success <laughs> i wrote that down the other day and it is it's so true most people they want to fit in they follow the herd and if you're just going to be part of the herd it's very difficult to be the leader of the herd isn't it and, but if you're a unique beast, you walk around the herd, you do something completely different, and Bitcoin is now still completely different, you're going to have success. And I completely walked around the herd. I, I don't live in a – I sold my house. I travel around the world. I do YouTube videos. I bought a, a Bitcoin early on when people were saying buy stocks, buy gold, buy this, buy that. You got to buy a house. You got to get a white picket fence. You got to settle down. You know, you have to have a one place. You can't be a digital nomad. It's so funny. I was a digital nomad so early on um, because now it's everyone's like waking up to the fact, well, this Internet thing, which has been huge since 1998, I don't have to live in San Francisco to be successful in the Internet world with an Internet business. I mean, I knew that. <laughs> I knew that for quite some time <laughs> because I, I lived I in many, many of you might not know this, but I, I lived in uh, Silicon Valley for a, sh a short period of time and in New York City for a short period of time uh, working in the internet industry. And I was like, I, I thought to myself, wait a second, I could go to Baltimore and live much cheaply, much more cheaper back home to Baltimore and, and start my own uh, internet business, which I did, contactmeister.com a long time ago. Um, 
but I, I mean, I figured that out. I'm not going to say when I figured that out <laughs> for various reasons, but um, I figured that out a while ago and uh, it, it took people all this time. Again, if, if you want to say the internet really got huge in 2000 or 1998, whenever you say it got huge, it took people 20 years to figure it out that because of the virus, because they were, they were all a herd. And they became part of the herd, got scared by the virus, got sent home by their bosses and were forced to be digital nomads. And look, all those years beforehand, I was living the freaking life, pounding a lot of women and just having a great time. And I, I valued my wealth in women back then. It's not advisable to do something like that, but it was fun. I, I woke up when I wanted to. I worked for myself. I saved enough money in order to buy enough Bitcoin to become you know, where I am today. Uh, so it's just, I'm trying to explain if you don't follow the herd and walk and you walk around it to success. And, and that's what I, I did do that. I really did. I'm not just... Uh, I'm not just spouting out a platitudes there. I lived it and you, you can still do it. All right. You don't have to work. More and more people are figuring out that it's a pain in the toothless to work for a corporation because of all these woke rules. Some people are like, must go to college, must get finance degree, must work for Morgan Stanley or whoever, you know, whatever your, your major is, whatever the big player is, must do this, must do that. Go get the wife, get, have the three kids, have the big house, be in debt. No, people... Now, finally, people are saying, no, I, I can't because there's so many different corporate rules now. You can't even talk in corporations anymore. But people are scared to be independent and work for themselves and take that plunge. It's not that scary. All right. I did it in my freaking early 20s, dude, mid 20s, whatever it was. And uh, you can, too. It's just we're trained. If you're part of the herd, like must must go to best college possible. And I was part of this too, dudes, to get into Washington University in St. Louis. I was so proud. I mean, that's what that's what I thought high school was about, getting to the best. Well, the academic part was just somehow get into the best college possible. And that was the best college possible for me, okay? Seriously, I couldn't get into anything better than WashU. There was no, I didn't even apply to anything better than WashU because I knew, you know, my SAT score was, was good. It was, you know, in the 90, 90 percentile or whatever. I think it was 90th percentile. I'm giving you too much information there. Um, but uh, <laughs> my grades were all B's. I went to a good private school though. So because of that, I knew I, and anyway, going back, going back on, but it's not, you don't, and I would have been very disappointed in myself if I would have had to go to university of Maryland. I would have considered myself a complete failure in life at, at 17 years of age. If I, if I would have had to attend university of Maryland, um, now I got into a lot better. I went. I got into NYU. Um, what else? I can't remember all the places I got into now. But the, the, it's, been, it's been a while, hasn't it? Uh, Tulane is better than Maryland, obviously. I got into Tulane, NYU. Why can't I, I don't want to say a school I didn't get into. Uh, why what all the good schools did I get into that were better in Maryland? I can't even think of it now. Um, it, a, a little, a little weird thing. The first college I got into. Um, because I, I have a late birthday, I got into college when I was 16. I got the acceptance level bef acceptance uh, letter before I turned 17, and they used to give out uh, acceptance letters pretty early on. Little little freak thing. If I wanted to brag to people, which I don't, I could say I got into college when I was 16 years old. But it's it was it's an anomaly caused by my late birthday. And well, now uh, apparently kids are, can't even start school that early anymore because of the ridiculous rules. All right, um, so. We're living in a post-competence world. Uh, we're talking about corporations. These corporations, some of the people, they, they know they can, they can hire enough 20 percenters to do all the work, 
to do 80% of the work. So they can hire all these 80 percenters for HR that, that aren't competent in anything and just cause drama. But hey, they're woke. They fit in. They, they, they fit some uh, designated uh, you know, uh, minority or, or whatever, whatever it is to say, hey, we hired this many women. We hired this many uh, of this minority. They don't care. Who cares about qualifications? It's a post-competence world. So why even, why even deal with corporations that are just knee-deep in the post-competence world? But in this post-competence world, I, I have this written down. Um, I think uh, since people don't know what the heck is going on, that a some there's going to be a disaster. Not a disaster, but there's already in Texas we already had a power a power grid situation, which was caused because of people aren't competent working for the power companies. So I think we're going to hear a lot about climate change and climate change quote unquote disasters that are clear that are only going to be brought on by people that are working at energy related businesses that are completely incompetent and cause disasters. And then they might, they might even, but they'll be completely blown out of proportion and people will say, Oh, look, this, uh, there were this, the power went out here and thus we, we we're consuming too much power. We need green energy. The world is boiling and there's going to be all sorts of incompetent mistakes out there in various corporate settings that will be you twisted into the climate change narrative to fit the climate change narrative that the world is about to end, that we need massive taxes. We need to steal from the rich. All right. So keep that in mind. It's good. When we're living this post-competence work, post-competence world, some people are going to take advantage of it to, to um, make up their own narratives that will, that will actually really be disastrous to the world. Um, with, but they think this, it's good because they're they're so stuck in their virtual their their uh, their virtual virtue signaling world that they don't understand um, that there are real consequences in the real world to all this woke uh, nonsense and these fake disasters. Everyone wants to be a victim. Everyone wants their own 9/11. It's it's really embarrassing. And but in a post competence world, you can make up a 9/11. Real, real easily, and make up a disaster. I'm saying that make up a disaster real easily because there are going to be mistakes along the way that you, because of incompetence, and people are so incompetent anyway that they can't even judge what is real and what's legitimate anymore. Um, uh, all right, finally, the anti-guru concept I have written down here. Anti-guru. People love to put people on pedestals out there and blindly worship them online. I am such. I am so against that. I do tell you about smart people out there. Use your brain, be modest in a way, and figure out someone out there who's smarter than you, okay? Carl Denninger at market-ticker.com is smarter than me, all right? And I love to read his stuff, not because I worship him, because it makes me think. I do not agree with him a lot, all right? And that's why he's an anti-guru. A guru is a dude that you blindly follow. You believe everything they say. You do not question anything they say. And there are plenty of dudes out there that treat Safadine that way, that treat Michael Saylor that way, that treat the Pomp that way. They're never wrong. I got to be exactly like them. That's guru worship. Find your anti-guru, okay? The guy who's smarter than you, who's telling you unique information, 
that you have to process and you have to weed, and he's telling you a lot of different topics and you have to weed out where he's wrong. You have to think, you have to determine is where my anti-guru is wrong. And you have to be smart enough to, to, to figure out when he's wrong. Carl Danager is so great on the virus. So great. I have learned so much from him on the virus situation. And I recommend everyone listen to Carl, watch Carl Danager, read Carl Danager at market-ticker.com, right? Is, is that what the URL is? Um, but at the same time, he's terrible on Bitcoin. Yeah, market-ticker.org. I can't even remember this stupid thing. All right, uh, but I go to every, I, I read him every freaking day, all right? I've been doing that for quite a long time. Do I, but I don't blindly worship him. When he started ragging on Bitcoin, I didn't change my mind about Bitcoin. Dude, there are, he had a Reddit post from early 2013 that said Bitcoin was going to zero. So he, see, I mean, He's got like 150 IQ, okay? He is smart as anything. He was dead wrong on that, all right? And I was willing uh, to, you know, I'm willing to point out he's dead wrong on that. He's great on the virus. He just said something that was foolish, I, I think, about uh, the tax situation. And he can get really stubborn sometimes. He'll uh, ban people from his forum. He's not perfect. But, dude, you can learn a lot from this a smart guy like that. You just have to be smart enough to be able to weed out the stuff that is wrong. Um, Yaron Brook is right on a lot of things. He's wrong on 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 Bitcoin. He's got Trump derangement syndrome, but you can learn a lot from him. He's it, 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 he might not be smarter than you, but he's he is a smart guy. He is he's a pretty you. I mean, I got a lot a lot smarter people a lot smarter people watching right now, listening right now. So you might be smarter than him. You can, he can still be your anti guru. Also, I think you got the anti guru concept. I'm Adam Meister, Bitcoin Meister, disrupt Meister. This was your elite Bitcoin. Uh, holder show. Thanks a lot. Pound that like button. See you soon tomorrow, 2 p.m. Okay, the show is not over. Here is the six-minute clip of me at the Nashville Predators game. You really need to watch it. It's linked to below. I'm not wearing a mask, so you can be happy about that <laughs> uh, if that's your thing. And I, I do want to say I really ramble on in this video because it was loud. It was loud there, and I wasn't sure if the phone was even picking up my voice. Uh, so I have to say, if you made it this far into the show, the, the first 30 minutes of the show that, that are brand new, that weren't at the Nashville Predators game, I, I really enjoyed that those 30 minutes. This isn't on the same level, what you're about to hear. So just a little warning there. This isn't, this isn't my best product, what's coming up. It's fun to watch, I guess, but uh, to listen – uh, probably not uh, not as nice, so uh, in, enjoy it, though. I wanted to give you that warning. Pound that like button. Hello, everyone. This is Adam Meister, the Bitcoin Meister, the Disrupt Meister. Welcome to the Beyond Bitcoin Show. And I'm in Nashville, Tennessee. I'm watching the freaking uh, Nashville Predators against the Florida Panthers here. They just had a public service announcement about uh, taking the vaccine, encouraging all the people here to take the vaccine. Very nice, very nice uh, propaganda. Anyway, um, strong hand, long-term thinking, right? I got these uh, tickets for free. Four, I got four $110 tickets. Wow, they're loud here, aren't they? Can you hear me? Anyway, you gotta respect the money sometimes. You get something free, a $110 ticket for free, you better believe I found a way to get down here. 
I haven't been at a sporting event, I don't think since 2014, since the Orioles were in the playoffs. God almighty, I hope you can hear me. This is ridiculous. This is hockey music they're playing? Do Canadians like this hockey music? This guy's doing Prince. Unbelievable. Anyway, um, I wanted to talk about tribalism. Crypto tribalism. Oh man. This was this is going on the backup channel, right? So, um, you know, we're living in this golden age where people form tribes around money for the first time ever. And it's getting insane. Bitcoiners, Ethereum people, they think it's like a zero-sum game. It's not a game like this. You can, you can understand when people hear it's a competition. It's sports teams. They get excited, you know? They drink their beer and they don't get out of their seats the whole time, you know? They're freaking glued in their seats, following directions. True tri tribalism, worshiping. And you can understand it. The default is collectivism, right? But in cryptocurrency, in Bitcoin, this is about individualism and being productive and not sitting in your on your butt all day. So why act like these people here? Ethereum can do well. Bitcoin can do well. Dogecoin can do what it's doing. You know what? Let the people learn the lesson the hard way with the Dogecoin. All right, pound that like button. I'm screaming. I don't know if you can hear me. This is just a, it's a spectacle here. I'm glad I didn't pay for this ticket. <laughs> uh, and that's right, that's how the rich get richer. I, I'm not gonna turn down a free ticket if I can get my butt here, even though I'm doing well for myself. So I actually found out about getting these tickets less than 24 hours ago. It was last night. Sadly, no one uh, jumped on the offer to get the other three tickets that I was willing to give away. So they're empty, right? But I wanted to say, you know, I have a, I have a tight schedule. I usually eat around uh, 8 p.m. But of course, I'm not eating tonight. Right away, I decided I'm gonna have to have a 44-hour fast day. Just like that, I give up the food. It's easy for me. So, whatever. Impromptu 44-hour fast. I gotta do at least 30-some uh, of those a year anyway. So, you know, got, got that in. So, you're here. Can you see the game? It's a little bit quieter now. They're not playing the ridiculous music. That's good. So, yeah, we were talking about the Bitcoin Inquisition before. How pure are you? That's just like, how pure of a fan are you? It's, it's ridiculous. So don't worry about how pure of a Bitcoiner you are. It's a waste of time. It's a bunch of noise. Don't get into battles with uh, 
other tribes don't treat it like a tribe, but it is unique now. It is amazing that there are financial tribes now. How the heck did I miss the Panthers scoring their second goal? But how did I even miss that? Dude, I cannot follow the puck very well. I am used to baseball. I want to know the score of the Orioles against the Yankees. The Panthers against the uh, Nashville, the Predators, yeah, whatever, it's all right. This arena's pretty nice. You know, the taxpayers here built a nice arena. <laughs> uh, all right, no, it's a nice area here. It's a nice city. How did I miss this second point? I don't even know. It's a disgrace. It's a disgrace. All right, dudes. I'll see you guys soon. Bye-bye. Pound that like button. I'm Adam Meister. And hey, check me out on TikTok, Twitter. Bye-bye. I'm Adam Meister, Bitcoin Meister. See you later.